Hey guys, Lance Zerline here. We're Houston. We're the city of champions. How about I give you another champion? If you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. They're champions. Free consultations are available 24-7. Dial 713-CALL-NOW. That's 713-CALL-NOW and DaspitLaw.com. The Texan train rolls on, and the story of Stroud is just beginning. Houston, dominant, 45-14, and they're on to the divisional. They come into Dallas, they had them their first loss here all year. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. I like this radio station. Good morning, Houston. How about them Texans? My goodness, what a weekend it was, and it culminated yesterday. If I'd have told you that between the Cowboys-Packers game, Texans-Browns game, the home team was going to win by 16, and a road team was going to lose by 31, which game would you have picked? Which game would have been which game? The home, the road, excuse me, the road team won by sixteen, and the home team won by thirty-one. Yeah. Which which game would you have picked? <clears throat> yeah, it would have been it would have been Cowboys home. I I, I I thought that was the best, the easiest matchup of the weekend. Cowboys, Cowboys, Packers. I did too. Yeah. I thought the Cowboys would smash. And that's what happens when the well, I mean, Jordan loves playing great. The defense, the pick six, like once the momentum got out of hand on Dallas. It was all she wrote. There was no fear from Green Bay. But the Texans game was the one that, you know, uh, going to the game, this is – I forgot I went to the Colts game earlier this year with Sebastian, and Solis gave me his tickets. I, I had just completely forgotten about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. We watched that game. Um, so I had been to a game since COVID, but that was the first one that I'd been – that was the second one I'd been to since COVID. And this playoff energy reminds me of um, – I remember the Cincinnati game being – Really good, yeah. Home playoff energy. Um, I, when are we going back to John? That's eleven, I guess. Two thousand eleven yeah. is when you'd have to go back to it. In, in it 2000, was. I thought it was a better atmosphere than that game. <laughs> I although, although JJ's pick six was. Oh, it was electric. It was. It was a. It was as big a moment as we've had in that but, stadium. But I, you know, I can't remember if it was better or not because I can't go back to eleven. I can tell you this: this was unlike anything we've seen in years. No. We didn't see this with the Bill O'Brien Texans. I, I didn't think. I didn't think the Buffalo game and the Indianapolis Colts game had that kind of had this kind of juice. This was, you know, this is a different thing. It's people. A lot of people have hit reset on the Texans. They don't have the quote unquote same old Texan stuff in the back of their mind. Um, the game day atmosphere is different. The music's different. The yeah. vibe is different. Everything about it was different. The, the halftime and show was The halftime awesome. show was great. Yeah. I mean, all the legends came out, including, well, uh, Mexican OT was not really a legend. He's more recent. But all the other ones was Slim Thug, Paul Wall, Mike Jones, Bum B. And then uh, it was really good. Really good halftime show. It was fun. And then you had what was on the field, you know, by halftime, C.J. Stroud with over 200 and some odd yards passing. You had three touchdowns in the first half. The Texans with four in the first half, four passes of 27 yards or more, including the 
76-yard or 78-yard touchdown to Brevin Jordan. There was a 38-yard completion, a 37-yard completion, a 27-yard completion. That's in the first half alone. So those chunk plays we talked about, you yep. were able to generate chunk plays. Yep. You were able to find chunk plays. And the defense – and Joe Flacco became Joe Flacco. And ultimately, this is why I like the Texans to beat the Browns is eventually a backup quarterback becomes a backup quarterback. Always happens. I don't know that it's it, it's like a ninety per ninety five percent chance that a backup, a good backup, will find out who he is um, by the fourth or fifth game. It's the longest run that you can have. And Joe Flacco became Joe Flacco. Now, I'm not saying he didn't have some in the first half. I thought he was throwing accurately, and they were they were getting down the the field, and moving and scoring on the Texans yeah. too. But but the big difference was. Once that pressure started to to pick up a little bit more, he started making mistakes. Terrible throw. I don't know what he was doing with Steven Nelson, uh, th- where he sat there and waited for the pick six, and then uh, back well, to back pick six. Well, he was the had so much pressure. Yeah, he was on him. He just him. threw it up. He thought I'll just let my guy go make a play. His guy kept running. Steven Nelson stops. He's right there. Pick six. I mean that was that was just you got to give listen that we got to go through guy we got to go through this Texans roster today oh because there's and so just many. talk about how just how good each and every guy was the superlatives right now on CJ Stroud he's is this the greatest I mean it's guy after guy after guy that's saying it. Uh, Alex Smith was on ESPN saying this is and and, and 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 he's not alone obviously the greatest rookie season ever in NFL history. Alonzo Highsmith called me yesterday out of nowhere and his first thing he said was this and, and Zoe's seen a lot of football he's played a lot of football he said in my life this is the best rookie season since Dan Marino he said I haven't but seen he's doing more than he's got to do. Well, you throw a lot more typically. Than, well, you look yeah. at Dan. Remember, Dan Marino had a huge first year, or yeah. he had a huge year. Period. Dan Marino was great. When you start talking about Dan Marino and what he, I mean, people forget about Dan Marino. Dan Marino is incredible, and C.J. Stroud. Well, no, but I don't think we forget about and, Dan and C.J. Stroud. Well, I think a lot yeah. of people do because they're not old enough. Right. A lot of people don't have any context of Dan Marino when he was young. I mean, uh, uh, think about this: uh, a thirty-five-year-old would have no context. Text with Dan Marino. I've looked the numbers up. Dan Marino as a rookie, and he only played nine. He only started nine games. He was good. He twenty was really good. Twenty touchdowns, six interceptions. He threw for 2,200 yards. Twenty two ten. So yeah, in nine games he threw for twenty two ten. CJ played fifteen games, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to the nine, so he threw for more. But but CJ hit four thousand. So. I mean, there's a, a bit of a difference, and 25 and six. It's a bit of a, a little bit of a difference. Of course, the next yeah. year Marino came out with 5,000 yeah. yards, 48 and 17 in 16 games, 48 and 17, yeah. and that was in a that was at a time where you didn't throw for those kind of things. Like that didn't happen. No, and everything was more vertical. And this is what we're talking about here. To be compared to a Dan Marino at this stage is incredible. I mean, it's one of the truly great passers of the football. Um, people don't even. He tore his Achilles and lost a lot he, of a lot. Dan Marino of wasn't mobility. even the rookie of the year that year. I know. On uh, eighty-three, I don't know who it would have been, but yeah, he wasn't. He was Joe Theismann won rookie. Okay, year. Second, oh, no, 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 no. Joe Theismann won. No, no, no. Do you yeah. know he was? How about he was third in MVP voting? Offensive rookie of the year, Eric Dickerson. Dan Marino was third in MVP voting that year as yeah. a rookie. 
Yeah. As a rookie. See, so that's why the, the years are really very, very similar. I mean, Dan didn't play. He only started nine games, but we're talking about the talent. And right now, Eric CJ, Dickerson won rookie of the year, and he was second in MVP voting. Yeah. We're, oh, well, I got something MVP-wise I'm going to bring up later. But right now, C.J. Stroud is playing at a level where people around the NFL are, are believe that he's one of the top five quarterbacks in the league right now. And when I say five, I'm being conservative. Well, and if you had Dak in front of him before yesterday. Well, listen, you, I want to tell you I, what. I told you the other day, I didn't. I just, I'm not a Dak believer at all. How many times do you have to see Dak Harden do this stuff in the playoffs? Yeah, it's the same thing year after year. I don't know why people keep giving Dak the nod. Like C.J. Stroud right now is a. I would I would not take Dak over C.J. personally. I wouldn't have on Friday, and I won't on Monday. I just C.J. Stroud has more. He has iguana blood. He just doesn't. Nothing rattles him right now. And and look, he's got a. We'll see what happens tonight. But if Buffalo wins as expected, you're going to go to the Ravens. And guess what? The C.J. Stroud revenge tour. Is on. You saw what he did to the Browns because he got mad at them just sitting and watching on the sideline. He got mad. I'm sorry for Lamar Jackson and his MVP candidacy. That's great. You're going to win the MVP. But this revenge tour is taking effect, and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, the road to the Super Bowl has been paved. Which, okay, we're going to go through. I want to go through every player today and talk about their contribution. But which team do you want to see? Ravens, might as well get it out of the way. You want to play the Ravens? Sure. Uh, I don't really. I think I don't. I think it's. Well, six, I mean, I don't like, think it's six and one half dozen the other. Okay. I would rather. I would no. rather play the Chiefs. Okay. I I would rather play. Yeah, I would rather play the Chiefs. Yeah. If you're going to go on the road, I'd rather play the Chiefs. Yeah, I think they're. I don't the think Ravens. they're playing as well as the Ravens. No, the the. Let the Steelers get that. Yeah, yeah, and the Steelers would have to beat the Bills, but. Um, and the Steelers play well against. But to me, if you have to win, you go to Kansas City. That's a super hard place to play. I mean, I thought Kansas City. I thought Kansas City was. You know, they had. I don't. I think the weather was a problem for the for Miami a little bit. But Tua just wasn't. Tua just wasn't ready to win that game. Just wasn't good enough to win that game. And the Dolphins have so many injuries with pass rush. They're on their fourth best pass rusher. They were going to have a hard time winning there. I think at full speed they could have won that game, but they weren't at full speed. But winning in Arrowhead is really hard. Look how loud it was. Winning in Baltimore is going to be hard. Who cares where you go? It's going to be hard. It's supposed to be hard. You're in the final four. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the, The Steelers beat the Ravens twice this year. So you know, this, I'm, but I'm this pretty is, sure I'm pretty sure I know who the Ravens want. But this is why I would have rather have played the Browns instead of the Chiefs in the first game because Joe Flacco. I always want the best quarterback matchup and to be at home. And the best quarterback matchup is is hmm. is pro- it's, ah, it's a tough call. It is because now on on the field this year it's Lamar Jackson. Yeah, but it's just so hard not to. Remember the guy who always plays well in the postseason. Lamar's yet to play well in the postseason. That's true. That's true. Uh, you might want. You might actually want to play. Yeah, Lamar Jackson this year from a historical standpoint. Yeah, because not of, from a current season. No, no, no. This season he's been he's been great. And you know with Todd Monk in there, uh, different deal. So uh, so they will play. We know this, and it's not just because they're the Texans, but it, it's because actually because the Bills and the Steelers are playing, and they they will get the Sunday game for sure. 
while the Texans get the Saturday game for sure. So the Texans are playing at 3.30 on Saturday because the Bills are going to have, a, or the Steelers are going to have a huge disadvantage against everybody because everybody has played and they've got a shorter week because now they're going to play this afternoon yeah. as opposed to yesterday. Did you see when they were supposed to play yesterday how bad, I mean, Buffalo is just ridiculous. Yep. Just ridiculous. It is the lake they're building effects. a new stadium and they're not putting a roof on it. The lake effect snow. It's, um, I get wanting to play. I And look, not having a roof on it is great. It is great for almost all the year. However, when it's the most important games, you're likely to face weather like this. Yeah, and you know what? And that I don't care what you say. Maybe against, maybe not Miami because Miami never wins if it's under forty degrees. But most every other team, you're evening up the, you're evening the the playing field. If you've got great players like Diggs and Allen, and you know you got you got you got guys that can run. Uh, what do you? You can't run in this stuff. You can't do anything in this stuff, and you don't have a great running game. If you want to know the truth, the Steelers with their running game, I think should be. I I, I like the Steelers today. Do you? I don't like them. I, you're going to have to run the football. I'm looking at quarterbacks again, and it's yeah, but not good enough. But but in this weather, yeah, in this weather, you you you're you're taking that advantage away. Possibly. Well, well, let's see what the weather is today. What it's supposed to be today. Yeah. Yep. Well, because uh, the governor already came out and said we're not moving it again, which leads me to believe the weather's not going to be great again. No, right, right. Uh, 713-780-3776. But don't we, forget, Josh Allen's also a running back. We got, what did you learn this weekend? One sentence. Oh, you, got, you learned something this oh, weekend. Oh, you learned something. You learned right. something. Uh, we will be, play, we will be uh, playing a bunch of sound from Saturday. We will be talking about each and every guy on the field. We will be talking about moments uh, this was a great. This was just so much fun. Just the best atmosphere I remember at uh, at at NRG Stadium ever. Ever. It was my favorite. That was my favorite game ever at NRG Stadium on on uh, Saturday. If you want to get in and talk about your experience, you're more than welcome at seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. The number to call. You got to talk about Craig DeSurf. I love talking about Craig DeSurf. I'll talk about a guy who has been. Uh, the best when it comes to selling cars because the the car buying experience is something that should be fun. I mean, you're going to, if you haven't had a car for four, five, six, seven, ten years, you know, what you're going to pick up is going to be completely different than you remember from an interior standpoint, from the, the, the services they offer, from all the amenities. It's going to be great, and it's a lot of fun. The car is going to look great. It's going to handle good. You have the new car smell. But what makes car buying terrible is when you have to deal with pushy salespeople. You have to deal with, with people that you don't trust whose best interest is in who, whose own best interest is always put ahead of your best interest. At Gulf Coast Chevy Buick GMC, that's never the car buying experience. Never. Hey, a car sale is a car sale. What they want you to be is happy. They want you to be happy with the price, happy with the selection. They want you to be happy with the vehicle you're getting. They're going to just answer questions, and they're never going to push the pace. They're just there to answer questions and let you do the shopping that you want to do because they understand that your happiness is what will bring you back for the second and the third car to tell your friends and coworkers about it. That's why they're the best. They're out in Angleton. It's a little bit longer drive, about 42 minutes from downtown but i can promise you that it's going to be a better price better trade-in value and the and the experience is going to be unmatched it's gulf coast chevy buick gmc in angleton espn 97.5 and 92.5 planted unicorn hey planted unicorn unicorn planet John plus Lance equals a damn good start to your day. Live 
from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. Welcome back on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. How about them Texans? All right. We started with, how about, is Nico Collins now? I mean, boy, you want to talk about somebody. Look at, look at all the guys that are over uh, are, are overplaying what we thought that they were. Nico Collins is a number one now. He's a one. He's a bona fide one. He's a one. Yeah. And I do think a lot of that has to do with the offense he's in, but it's not but it's only because it suits what he does best, not because he's a he's a product of the system. It just suits what he does best. He needs to play. Nico Collins needs to play in an offense like West Coast offense where he's allowed to he's not a although he's getting he's a lot better than he was in college at kind of stopping and breaking short and you know being able to get in and out of breaks. But what he's best at are those are those routes on the move, right? He he's so he's way faster than everyone thinks. He's got great build up speed. On tape when I'd watch him, I was like, man, Nico Collins is fast. You don't think he's going to be because he's big, but he's got build-up speed where he's his acceleration takes a little longer. So what you want him on is the old Gary Kubiak post routes, corners, go routes, over routes, where he's got a chance to get the legs built up, the momentum built up, and the speed built up. Look at his deep separation. C.J. missed him on a touch, on an easy touchdown so pass. So I'm a little disappointed in C.J. in that two things. The first drive where they scored the field goal, if he hits him, if he throws a better pass, that's a touchdown. You lose four points there. Yeah. Then later, he had him wide open, uh, and he overthrew him. And you, that, that's a sin to throw a, a guy wide open, overthrow a guy wide open, make him wait on the ball, and you're better off. So, really, if you want to know the truth, the Texans should have scored should have scored 56 points. Should have had 56 points instead of just 45. And that's on CJ. Okay. I'm going to take a little bit away from CJ because he missed those two balls. I'm, uh, listen, he still played. He still played well enough to win the football game. But you're going to take. Some, yeah. I'm going to take some yeah. of it away from yeah. all. All these accolades. Slow down. You're, yeah, you're harder on 11 him. Eleven more no, points. Yeah. You're harder on him because you he have left eleven on the field. Yeah, you have eleven points on the field. If you want to go real hater, you say Brevin Jordan did all the work. Well, and Brevin Jordan did. Brevin I mean, Jordan, that, that is do you know, true. Do you know the guy that got tested by the league after the game? Well, he was running, little, Jordan. running a little fast. Pissing this. Uh, Here, the way that you were running. But, of course, it was 54 that was chasing after him. Sure. It wasn't a, a 20, a, a guy well, with a 20 on his well, back. Well, a 23 gave little to no effort immediately. But but I did not know. At 20 miles an hour, Brevin Jordan was Brevin running Jordan was a move tight end at Miami. Um, he, he was their guy when... In the open field, they wanted to get the ball quickly to him. He can move a little bit. I didn't know what he ran at the combine. Let's go full-on hater with CJ because this is the day to do it. Well, I'm not going full-on hater. All I'm saying is let's slow down the accolades. Well, eleven if points. if we're going to give credit to people, let's give it to slow. He left 11 on the Slowick field. and Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz was so open he could double-clutch oh the football gosh, and, and he score. he dropped that ball. Well, he dropped that one, but the touchdown, he was so open. He double-clutched it and still scored. Well, I was afraid. What if he dropped that one, too? Well, he almost be did. like, uh, you sit down. That Brevin route is-, is such an unstoppable route where you yeah. where you take it right and you throw back left. Like, as I see that thing work all the freaking time. And it's so except good. Except to throw a dime from 45 yards away. Yeah, wide open. Well, yeah. Let's hate. Let's, and the first touchdown, Nico on the offensive line did all the work. So let's minimize CJ's game completely. Yeah. Well, uh, look at this. Listen. That, that I'm was just leading. John led me there, he so I'm just going to go wide, with it. Right? Schultz was wide open, in all fairness. 
Nico did all the work on the touchdown. Jordan did all the work on his touchdown. So how well did he really play? Is he that the question you want Nico to ask? Nico deep. He, uh, you know, he he also missed Nico twice deep. Actually, so you're telling me there's a there's room for him to be better. A lot of room. correct. Oh, I feel bad for Lamar. Can you imagine when Lamar loses next week? And everyone's going to be like, "Can he win in the playoffs? Can you win at the highest level?" Well, Lamar? I, I can already see, I can already see the conversations, the talking yeah. points. C.J. Stroud's revenge tour is so real that I just feel really, really. Look at the revenge tour against the uh, against the Colts. Yeah, but what what, what about the Reven- following week when he plays the the Bills or the Chiefs? Well, he hasn't. They haven't done anything yet. Yeah. If they lose, then they're going to get theirs the next year. Yeah. Okay. What okay. happened to the Colts? Okay. Yeah, no, no, the Colts got theirs. They caught theirs. Mm-hmm. And and so did the Browns. Well, the Browns, he didn't play. Tennessee the got all mouthy and lippy, so they caught it twice. Yeah. Well, no, no, he no, didn't. he didn't no, do he it. Didn't. No, he didn't. Yeah, he said, hey, let me there get my no licks in. There. Let me get my licks in. Yeah. No, because they had uh, they had put that. Uh, no, no, no. Well, I don't know. They must have done something to piss them off because look what he did to them. <laughs> well, the blue uniforms. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, yeah. There was talk about Will Levis getting drafted ahead of him. Oh wow! How'd that revenge who? Game. Jeremy Branham. Who else had? Yeah, yeah that Jeremy Branham. Jeremy that Branham. was the game. I call that, that the Jeremy, Jeremy Branham. That was the Jeremy. Game. Yeah, that was a Jeremy Jeremy Branham game. Okay, okay, you guys. I want you to give out stars. If you were giving out stars for the game, like Milo would do. Like yeah, who's who's like they do in hockey every time? The first star, the second star, right. third star. Let's go five stars deep. And I want to tell you what, it ain't gonna be easy. Uh uh-uh. uh Okay, give me your uh, who's your who's your number one star of the game? My number one star of the game, I'll go with. Uh, I'm going to go with Laramie Tunsil. <sighs> I'm going with Christian Harris. Okay, I'm going to go with. Do the, I get to go? Yeah, you I, get to yeah. Go. Who's your? Pick? I'm going with Nico Collins because if his quarterback yeah. wasn't so trash, he'd have three touchdowns. See, I knew that's fine. <laughs> the pick's fine, but I knew the rationale yeah, would be bad. Be I'm ugly. just I'm, who's your two? Uh, John. Uh, uh, it's going to be Derek Stingley. You know he traveled oh on. Oh my 80? god, that's a. He could have been one. He, I know. But I almost put him one. Minus except, six yards for Amari Cooper against him. A mark. He traveled with him and look the text. This is yeah, so. This is why acting like one thing is. Well, but, is the, the way, but he like, didn't do it last time. No, so, that's yeah. what I'm saying. But Why maybe, would you not make the adjustment? Maybe because we said travel with him. That D'Amico said, you know what? Those oh, yeah. guys are right. So that, yeah, that was a hard yeah. that was a hard adjustment Those guys to make. Are right. Hey, let's play our best corner on right. Amari Cooper. Well, how about, I mean, uh, you know what? Stingley could be. I honestly think Stingley's one. But the ability to keep, oh, I, the ability to keep uh, um, Miles Garrett, the potential defensive player of the year, out of the backfield, that's pretty Christian strong. Christian Harris with the tackles for loss, the sack, the, the pick six. and it Made a play out in a flat listen, on a Christian third down. Harris, Christian Harris has been – I don't know. You could take you could take Stingley, Tunsil, Christian Harris. Second half, Joe Flacco. Nico. No. Second half, Joe doing, Flacco. CJ, so, CJ, I don't even think CJ – CJ is fourth or fifth, if you want to know, on the li- on this list. Yeah, he honestly how, is. Of how well guys played. Well, I think it was – yeah. Other guys, you don't kick someone's ass without other guys stepping up. And honestly, the game Tunsil had, the game what about Stingley the, had, the game, the game Derek Harris Barnett had, had. Derek Barnett. De- great game by what Derek Barnett. What about the game Will Anderson had, too? Yeah, great game by Will Anderson. Toronto Christian had I th- no – I no, mean – 
He stinks. <laughs> and then you had, uh, yeah, and they are dealing with injuries at tackle spot. Like, Cleveland was also beat up, and the Texans were just in a great spot. The Texans should have been a small favorite. The motor, would you would you give him no, he one? Was, he, he, he was, yeah. He was he was very good. Was, Would you give him one? I, I, you can't. He's not top five. Not top five. Can't give him top five. Probably not. No. Probably not. Uh, I don't know if you give it to Dalton Schultz, but no, he dropped. I that wouldn't one say baller. Cashman. Brevin Jordan broke. I mean, that, what that that run that he had was a was huge. That touchdown that he scored was huge. I thought Cam t- Johnson. Uh, I mean, he's been a really unsung, oh, unsung yeah. player. He's been phenomenal. After all that nonsense that happened where they had to repunt and they were getting penalties, and I'm like, oh, boy, what you're going to lose field position. And instead, he hit kind of a rugby-style low ball yeah. away from the return man, and it went out at the 15. Is this exact same position. I mean, exactly. that was kind of a I mean, big he, deal because it was a – crushed that ball, too. It was really a field position game yes. at that point yep. because so many points were being what, scored. What about Steven Nelson? Steve, yeah, just being healthy right off the bat, that helped. Yeah, I mean, they did have some – look, the Texans were getting worn out a little bit early in a, in a first half with some of the passing. Um, they that, were There were some issues. What about Desmond King breakdancing on Joe Flacco's head? Mm-hmm. The, the Rosencopter? You, know, he, you know, he led the team in tackles. Desmond King has been a tackle machine for this team. Yeah, he's he did a nice job. It was, he has been. He and Cashman and, and Christian Harris, you cannot say enough about – Christian Harris's development, it may be equal to what Tanico's development this year. And I think one of the real keys is that they have him in position now. They have him as a run and hit player. He doesn't have to think as much. He gets to run more and react. He's not think, think, think. He's being a reactive player who gets to run in space and go tackle and go hit. That's what he does. He's not a guy that sifts through things with his eyes and, and plays, you know, between the between the tackles. And what he is is a guy who can run, can cover, can get out in the flank and, and, and shut you down. Like, they are playing him the way he's supposed to be played now. And that's – you look at Nico Collins. He's in the best offense for what he does well, which is – he can win contested catches, and he can create eventual separation. This is the best offense. Christian Harris, this is the best use to Christian Harris. It, it also gets back to, to D'Amico Ryans and his coaching staff putting guys in their best position to succeed. Not a bunch of zone crap for Derek Stingley. He gets playing man. That's what he is. Yeah. He's, a, he's a man cover corner who uses his ball skills. I mean, yeah, you use ball skills from zone, but he's at his best in this offense, and I just I think they've done a wonderful job of putting guys in position. Bobby Slowick had a phenomenal game. Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal game. game. If and CJ would have if CJ would have been better, huh, Dell? If CJ had played up to the level of his office of coordinator, Nico I mean, probably, Nico has 50. three touchdowns, maybe two hundred yards receiving. Yeah. I mean, if we're looking to blame someone for not being, as you said, like fifty six to fourteen, you I look mean, at number seven. That game was a lot closer than it should have been. In the first half, certainly, because of CJ's poor CJ, play. Yeah. I wouldn't say poor play. That's harsh. Let's that is say a little harsh. Below CJ-level play. Yeah. Hey, don't make your wide receiver stumble. Don't miss him wide open. Don't miss him wide open. What are we doing here? No. Oh, make him wait. Most rookie touchdowns in the first half of a game. Should have been four. Should have been, fo- been four. Yeah. Should He should have been over 300 in the first half. Play better is what we're saying. <laughs> Just play better. Just play better. What did you learn this week in one sentence coming up in 15 minutes right Ooh. here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5? So get ready. Right now, you get ready for Chastain Ford, too.
Love Chastain Ford. I, 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 there's one place that I'm going to buy vehicles from, and that's it. Chastain Ford is the place. They have got a great Explorer XLT deal going on, 2023, on the lot, sitting there right now, $36,995, under $37,000 plus TTL right now for your uh, Ford Explorer. That's a ridiculously low price, all right? Or four ninety five per month for with $1,000 down. It's a flex buy or 0% APR available right now. With your, you get your Ford Explorer. I, I had an Explorer. I bought an Explorer from them. It's awesome. I also got the F-150 Lightning, which I love, love, love. And they've got those in stock as well. Any, you can build your own Ford. You build your own truck. Work trucks, they will customize them exactly how you need. They'll customize your payments how you need. You can get pre-approved, custom build your Ford, VIP delivery at home or in store. You can do it all online, which you can't do at other dealerships because they want you in there so they can upsell you. They, and they ain't upselling you at Chastain Ford. They don't believe in that. What they believe in is getting you the car at the price for you. At ChastainFord.com, on 610 at Homestead, not Hempstead, five minutes from downtown Chastain Ford. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5, the only sports radio on FM in Houston. In the Veritex Community Bank Studios, one is a renowned forensic blood splatter expert. The other, an appointed master of haberdashery. It's John and Lance. Hi, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. And I, I, you, you just can't give enough credit to D'Amico. And you can't give enough credit to Nick Casario. The guys that he drafted that are coming through, the, the Stingleys, the Nikos, you know the in that game, Brevin Jordan. Brevin Jordan. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the pickups. Dalton Schultz, the CJ Stroud. You got to give him credit for CJ and Will Anderson, and it's guy after guy after guy that that Nick that Nick and he took some heat for some of them. He took some heat for not trading away the Browns pick instead of the Texans pick, and he was right. Blake Cashman. It's guy after guy. Malik Collins, Sheldon mm-hmm. Rankins, Derek Barnett picking him up in the middle of the season. Getting bringing back Desmond King, uh, it's guy after guy after guy. Khalil um, Davis yeah. has been a nice player for them. It's just yeah, the depth has become quality depth, and and when I say depth, I mean I'm talking starters too. But your roster is just so. This is what this so this is what I watched the Colts do when Ballard took over that roster. I remember looking. I went to that camp the first year, like oh my god, these guys are terrible. The Texans are way ahead of them in 2017. And then what he had to do, and we and I remember talking with Chris Ballard about it, about what Andy Reid did in Kansas City and what you know what you have to do. And it really is just a matter of it only takes a couple of years because you turn a roster over so much in the first year. And then the second year, uh, in the third year, you're usually able, with all the free agency moves, you get first pickups on waiver wire if you're not a good team and – you know, all the draft picks, you can actually change things around fairly quickly if you get a quarterback. The problem the Colts have had is they thought they had their quarterback who was just injured, but then Andrew Luck went away. The Texans actually have made smart pickups. Yeah, they had their one-year, and guess what? They actually approached the same way. There's a bunch of one-year contracts this year, too. Um, They just got better players on the one-year. Sheldon Rankins is a better player. Dalton Schultz is a better player. 
I wonder how many guys you can bring back. You're you gonna have, they're going to have cap room. So you might as well do it where you got a rookie contract because you're going to have to give CJ an extension after year three. Well, you got to pay. You're going to have to pay Nico. You're going to have to pay Schultz. You're going to have to pay Rankins. You're going to have to pay. There's guy after guy after guy. I still think Rankins is a is a decision because he's older with an injury history. I still think Rankins, based on his pay, I don't know. To me, where would you prioritize him with Nico and and Dalton Schultz? Now the now Chris Solis, we were at the game. He goes. You know, Dallas found another Dalton Schultz. Yeah. And in this offense, but but we don't know where. Ferguson, yeah. But I don't think, you know, Bobby Slowick, even if he stays for a year, he ain't going to stay here more than two. You know, that's probably the, the – are you confident that you can just go get a – that you'll have an offense where you can just go get a tight end again? I feel like Dalton Schultz is one of those guys you might want to prioritize along with Nico. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I... – there's a bunch of guys you got to prioritize now. You can find defense. There's I think just, you can find defensive tackles. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean but you really can usually find tight ends. To be honest with you, it depends on this year's not a great and tight running end backs. Year. I mean, you got you know you got motor. You got yeah. You can find running backs. I think you can find tight. This isn't a great tight end year. That's my that's my problem. Uh, defensive you, tackles. There's some like Byron Murphy to the Texans would be phenomenal from the University of Texas, and I think that's the sweet spot of where you might be able to get him is where the Texans Well, how do you know? Where the Texans are drafting? Tavondre Sweat. Is he going to be 32nd? Yeah, he could be. He's going to be, I think he's in the late first. Tavondre Sweat from Texas, um, you know, in there as well. He's not a pass rusher. So, and Murphy is. Murphy's a three-down player. Tavondre Sweat's not. If you look at the history of two-down run stoppers, they've really fallen Mm. back in terms of where they get drafted. Um, Either way... Either way, I don't want to see – Nico has to be locked in. Nico and Tank Dell are your future and a tight end. That's all you need, a slot, an outside, and a tight end. Well, For C.J. Stroud, I don't care who you have at the other wide receiver spot. It can be Robert Woods. It can be Noah Brown. Those type of guys, you know, you can just get a get a third or fourth rounder and plug them in, and you're fine. It doesn't. It's not going to matter as long as you have Nico Collins, a healthy Tank Dell, which is going to be big, and a pass-catching tight end. I, th- I think you need another wide receiver. If you get another wide receiver, you could be the Dolphins. Well, You could be very dolphin I mean, if you make it a priority, yep. and you do have – look, C.J. Stroud is going to be on his rookie contract for five more years. The fifth year is going to be expensive. You'll probably redo a year after year three. I it think- won't have an impact on year four. Or year five, but it will be more money in his pocket. I think you're going to put money in his pocket before then. Before we'll, we'll see. Well, that'll be the first time ever yeah. that happens. We'll see. It's a bad precedent for the owners to oh, set, but no um, well, first I mean, time ever here three, or in football. In football, no, on a rookie de- on a rookie Russell deal. Russell Wilson got got paid early. Russell I mean, wasn't on a one year. He was he was on a four year deal. The, yeah, but this he, is a five still. year and a four year deal at a at a what a third round rate. Yeah, right. This is a way different rate, and I don't see them giving all the rookie contracts have been after some after four. This will be after three, I think, and then they're going to give him. They're going to make him the highest paid quarterback in football, and he is going to have it's, a it, lot of money in his pocket. But uh, it's not going to impact your fourth year base salary. We got to, we got to, He's got to keep on playing. I mean, we got a long way to go before that. Before we start talking about that, we don't have that long to go before we start uh, talking about. Uh, what did you learn this weekend in one sentence? I learned about my head coach that I, I – listen, I'm going to say it. Maybe Bobby Slowick shouldn't have been the head coach. 
D'Amico was probably the right call, <laughs> but I am going to say I was right about Bobby Slowick being one and done. Being I, good, you mean? Bobby Slowick being one I was one thinking and about this. If you're a good quarterback, what happens? Josh McDaniels, Charlie Weiss, Bill O'Brien, all these guys got head jobs off of coaching Tom Brady. Um, it, Mike McDaniel is gone. You have uh, the uh, Mike McDaniel, Bobby Slowick is – well, Bobby Slowick was off the tree, but now – the Texans are going to have this issue. Whoever coaches C.J. Stroud, if he continues to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league, our offense coordinators are going to get poached all the time. Yeah, right. Because they're going to be considered the next oh, genius. Sala, he, he's lost everybody. Sala off that staff, D'Amico off that staff, Big Daniel off that staff, Slowick off that staff. Yeah. I mean, he just loses every That year. helps that he's the offensive mind. Yes, right. It helps That's that he's I the said. offense. It helps. Yeah. That helps. It helps. But it's just a matter of you're just going to have to keep – finding new guys because now that doesn't mean that they're going to succeed in other places. It's hard. Yeah. Like Bobby Slowick better pick wisely because you ain't getting CJ Stroud to, to be your quarterback. No, in no, your no, next no, spot. but, but you know what? It, uh, you'll, he'll be fine. He's a, he's a good coach. He's all a right. Good coach, but all it's right, hard so when we come back. Well, all right. When we come back, let me, let me, what did you learn this weekend in one sentence? Okay. That's next right here on ESPN 97, five and 92, five. What did you learn this weekend in one sentence? 713-780-3776. This thing better be full. I mean, you learned something this weekend, period. Be it about the Cowboys, be it about the Texans, be it about your wife, be it about your boss, be it about your friends, whatever. You learned something this weekend. Let's go. 713-780-3776. I learned something last week because I met Jason Brinkman. Brinkman Quality Roofing. I, I, I was, he, I don't want to say he scared me, but I was like, man. He said, man, you got to check. You got to really read. When was the last time that you did any maintenance on your roof? Okay. Because if you haven't done anything, the insurance company can come in here. If you get hail damage, because we had hail last week. If you get hail damage on your roof, the insurance company, and, and it ruins your roof. The insurance company is going to go, hey, have you done any maintenance on this thing? You know that roof is old. That was because of wear and tear. It's not because of the hail. We're not paying you. You need, just like you change oil in your cars, you need to get your roof checked every few years. Now, we've been in this house a short time, but I don't, I'm sure no one checked. Well, the, the house is 10 years old. I t- he scared me. I've got to go and have him check out my roof because they can fix it. If you've got black streaks or if your roof, when you get home tonight, your roof looks shiny, or if it's got black streaks, call Brinkman right now. 281-480-ROOF. Because they'll come because it's eating away at your roof. And if you've got shiny roof, your roof is about to be done. And insurance ain't paying. They ain't paying you if anything happens to your roof. 281-480-ROOF or BrinkmanQuality.com. That's BrinkmanQuality, B-R-I-N-K-M-A-N-N, Quality.com. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. All your base are belong to us. All your base are belong to us. <laughs> You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. What did you learn this weekend in one sentence? I got a couple of them. Before you go, I learned something this weekend 
that Kirby Joseph doesn't care for tight ends' knees. He took out Higby last night, torn ACL. Less than Christmas Eve, he took out Hawkinson, torn ACL with low shots to the knees. Kirby Joseph has no care for a tight end's knees. That's two ACL injuries for tight ends. Okay, that's more than one sentence. I don't care because I'm only going to speak here and, and then run the rest about... of this, run the rest of the segment. So I'm just getting it out right now. I thought you were going to do something about dwarves. No, that that shows disturbing. Um, but but Kirby Joseph and. If you watch the clip, he's all hulking up on Stafford. Stafford's like, look, my guys can't move. What are you doing? It's, that's that's awful. That is awful. Okay, uh, what did I learn in one sentence? Kelvin Sampson, not a good X and O coach. Ooh. Second loss in a row. They what did I, not. They, they can't shoot. They just, they can't shoot. What I that's lear- not me. That was, from, that was from Jason, not from me. What I learned is that the cult of Michael Jordan must be slowed down at some point. Oats. The cult. The cult, cult of Jordan cult, oh. must be slowed down. Oh, my God. That Krause stuff was terrible. Ooh, that yeah. was awful. She was the, pathetic. She was crying. Save it. We'll do it on a separate That segment. was awful. Um, I learned <coughs> that if Bobby Slowick goes, Dana will be the OC, and JG will be on the sideline with his <laughs> Dana jacket made by Kyle Jusick's wife. It's not, that's not true art. That is not so. True. What would the jersey? It would because Kyle Yuschek's wife grabs the back of like a jersey, like cuts up jerseys, then makes jackets out of them, like right. legitimate jerseys. So would it be Red Bulls that you would put on the jacket for Dana or visors? How would that work? He didn't have a jersey he number. Didn't, he didn't wear visors anymore. Yeah. Either. So how? So what do you put well, the, on the, the typical Dana hat with the hair coming out the back? Yeah, maybe. and then a Red Bull or two as to take place yeah. of the numbers on the shoulder pads. Yeah, on the shoulder. Maybe, okay, maybe, maybe that would be it. Uh, so I learned Puka is 83 Marino, rewriting record books and no trophy to show for it. Well, Puka's I mean, pretty good now. I mean, give, Puka's Puka, pretty good. give Puka some time. Hey, and sit behind CJ. Okay? I mean, give Puka some time. It's yeah. one year in. You can't. You don't put lifetime loser on him in year one. Well, no rookie trophy. No okay, rookie trophy. fine. <laughs> uh, let's go. Martin, what'd you learn this week out of one sentence? Yeah, so I learned that uh, football helmets can break uh, on really cold weather, and Jimmy Johnson can still coach in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. the the helmet, that helmet. I mean, the helmet was obviously frozen, but yeah, he took a hit that you know you just see people. It was a good shot, but hits it. But but Patrick Mahomes' helmet just cracked. Yeah. I mean, crack the pieces came off. <laughs> like, what the hell? And how this hard is, did they this is what's protecting you. And this is how did cold your brain. Did you see the water? They, yes, you take that, it out of the fridge. It's warmer in the fridge. In the fridge than it is. And you take it out, it starts to freeze. <laughs> it's a much warmer in the fridge than it is out, out there. Uncle Freddie, what would you learn this weekend? I learned that the Texans defense really know how to swarm. Texans swarm. Texans swarm. Texans swarm. I didn't know this was the new thing. I didn't know Texans either. swarm. I learned, and so did Uncle Freddie. Yeah, Uncle Freddie. This is the new yeah. thing. Wait, we learned that this It's a new thing. Tongue dark, Chris. What'd you learn this weekend in one sentence? I learned that as listeners, we're at least ninety six and four when we pump it up. Yeah, oh. that pump up helped. We pumped it up. The too. pump up helped. It was pretty good. Pump then up. we pumped it up on we Friday. Up. We'll we be pumping it up. up on Friday. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we'll pump it up on Friday. We did have a lot to do with that win. I'd say. I know. I think we did because you way. did tell people it was going to be on them if we if you didn't do a good job pumping it up. They were going to be the and reason the Texans lost. And what they do. Exactly. Pumped it up. Chris, what'd you learn this weekend in one sentence? 
I learned that the Miami Dell can, can't handle the cold weather. No. Or a winning team. They can't handle winning teams. The only team they beat is a team who got beat by home at home. It was down 48-16 to 16 in, in a wild card game. They beat the Cowboys. Very, very One sad. I, I didn't get the – I didn't actually watch the game. I, I got home uh, later, and then I saw I saw them give up like a third down in, on the first drive, third and ten. Okay, I know where this is going. I'm out. I'm, I'm not signed up for Peacock for this. You didn't even watch? I knew this. Every Dolphin fan knows where that's going. As soon as I saw the third and ten on first on the first drive, they gave up a touch. They gave up a first down, then a touchdown. I was out. It reminded me of the Colts. The Peyton Manning Colts, when they played the Patriots very early in Peyton's career, where the receivers couldn't get open, the quarterback couldn't handle it, it was like, oh, I've seen this, yeah. and it was and it was ugly. It was tw- well, I didn't see I didn't see a lot of it, but I saw highlights. It reminded me of that when I saw the highlights. It's, I don't know that it was more about the cold or just they can't beat good teams. They beat one good team, the Cowboys, all year. That's uh, that that's team scary. just got the crap. We got wait, there's there's a lot to talk about this morning. Brandon, what'd you learn this weekend in one sentence? Um, I learned that Gilbert is better at picking football games than those idiots at NFL Network. Oh my God! Yes. NFL Network. Every he, he one of at them. least picked a tie. Every <laughs> every one of them picked the Browns. Every, this, your your network. I know. It was just so like this was this was always going to be a, a tough and close game. Like, how does nobody swing to the home team with the better quarterback? Yeah. I mean, were they really? I think it's because people didn't watch Texans. Well, I, got I think it's because those guys didn't watch the Texans. Why would they have watched the Texans if the Texans aren't on? Why would the NFL Network guys watch the Texans if they weren't? Because they were never on. They were never on uh, prime time. Why would they watch them over other games that are on? I don't think people watch Texans. Well, we and we heard about the Browns and their number one defense. Except no one told us how bad they were on the road. They're an awful yeah. defense on the road. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how how that happens. Is is the dog pound that big of a deal where you turn into one of the worst defenses in the league? It's not just it wasn't just sat- Saturday. Throughout the year, they've been terrible. 30, 30. They averaged thirty on the road. And somehow they're the number one defense in football. Yeah. <laughs> it must have been fantastic yeah. at home. Uh La Raza que pasa Gentlemen, good morning. Para Every week it gets Gentlemen, me. what I learned over the weekend is that when I went to church, I saw a verse that says Proverbs. 316, I shall set my son out, CJ Cristo Jesus Stroud, out to destroy the Browns. (laughs) It wasn't Proverbs 316. It wasn't CJ. That's not what you learned. It's not Cristo Jesus. (laughs) It wasn't that. Any of those things. You did not learn that in church someday. Seems like you did. He might have made that up. I don't know where his church is. Uh, Tommy. What'd you learn this weekend in one sentence, Tommy? I learned that TV sales are going to skyrocket all thanks to the Dallas Cowboys fans. Oh, because they all broke their <laughs> they TVs. They broke their TVs. How many viral videos are Cowboys fans who are trying to uh, record this, bro? Record this. Yeah. And they tell them their friend to record it, and then they have to, I'm going to search it back to the Cowboy, you know, to the Cowboys, the game being over, and I'm going to smash my TV. Yep. Because I'm going to get a new one anyway. I want to go viral. Oh, okay. 
TVs are so cheap now. That, I know. That's the 200. Not, I was going to get a new TV yeah. anyway, so let me just record this. I'm going to break this. <laughs> I already know what you are doing, Cowboy fans. Yeah, stop, Cowboy fan. It's so good to be a Texan fan today. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so much better than being a Cowboy oh fan. Oh, my gosh. Who thought that we would be Texas team Who's, this early? But here we are. Who thought Jerry Jones needed a Hannah? Yeah, Jerry needs a Hannah. He needs a Hannah. Jerry that was needs the right a Hannah. call earlier. I mean, he's had some probably. He doesn't marry him. Yeah. Now, a like he has his Hannah, own. Not Hannah. But no, like not Hannah. Hannah. Yeah. He has his own. Glory hole. He has his own. Uh, yeah. Well, you need to settle down and get you a good girl. I get a good new girl every night, Ma. Yeah. I love you. I wake up and, I, I, and I'm free. I love you, Ma. It's like Tommy from uh, Tommy DeVito from, <sighs> from Goodfellas. He, he just, Jerry's just not going to settle down. He Do- needs to, though. Dr. Dre, what did you learn this weekend in one sentence? Hey, Double Rods, fellas. Double uh, rods. I learned in the book of Dak 316 that he ain't got the balls to play in the playoffs. Yep. Oh man. Oh, that's a cowboy fan right there. A little pissed off. Dre's not a cowboy fan. In this city today, Doctor Dre. Dre's a cowboy fan. Oh, yes. Yeah. Huge cowboy fan. He was at the Christmas party, screaming that "Here we go!" stuff well, that over was, and over again. But that was also. I didn't realize that's what Dak does. Yeah. Do what you know that do? that's where it comes from? He goes. He goes. Here we go. What? That's what Dak says on every snap. Was he? Yes. I didn't know that's where. Dustin got that from. I was like, it's kind of catchy, and How's I realized. Dustin today? How's Dustin I mean, today? Have we heard from him? You know, oh, he yesterday on Twitter, he's mm-hmm. like, I'm used to this. Yeah, this he's talking no cowboy Where, fans. Dr. Dre called in. At least he showed Dustin up. Where's Crystal? The Dustin Crystal call, around? They don't call in. Uh, Dustin's cowboy fans, much like Dolphin fans, are used to this. I mean, no, this is Oiler fan. Us. This is Oiler fan they, behavior. Yeah, they understand. Good I mean, regular the, season, and you fall apart in a postseason. Somehow they found the way to the two seed, but they kind of knew. You they knew something bad was going to happen. As big a favorite as they, I mean, against that team, They're, that they showed up and they got destroyed. I like mean, that? they probably thought they should, could win, but once it started to go the way, it, they were they're dead inside. They understand. So they're terrible. dead inside. When, when yeah. it comes to ca- cowboy fandom, of course, nothing that happened is anything that's a shock to them. They understand. Yeah. They've been living it for to, what since ninety. Six ninety five. Are they more disappointed or you today? It's got to be Cowboy fans. They're at home. We went to Kansas City in one of the coldest games ever. No Dolphin fan thought they were actually winning that yeah, football true. game. That yeah, true. it has to be that Cowboy fans. Keith, what'd you learn this weekend in one sentence? I learned that the the Cowboys have thirty six regular season wins in the last three years and only one playoff win. Yuck. Yeah. Um. Did you see that the Packers have more wins, playoff wins, in AT and T Stadium? Than the Cowboys do. Holy crap! Are you serious? <laughs> in their stadium. Well, during the five years, it was a, it, it started off well, how poorly. How old is AT and T? Oh yeah, no, uh, has to be the Rogers years. Yeah, no, yeah. it's all the Rogers. I'm trying to think of any of them were far. Probably not. It's all Rogers. Yeah, Rogers. It's all Rogers. Yeah. Well, and Jordan Love, and that's something we we need to talk about as well. JP, what'd you learn this weekend in one sentence? Good morning, pros, gentlemen. Good morning. I learned that the Texans just put the whole country on notice and that this team can be any team in the NFL. That's it. You're it's right. True. These other teams are so impoverished. They are so QB gutted. I mean, can you imagine paying full price for a Dak Prescott? Can you imagine paying and now you're going to have to give them another contract? 
Packers. What else are we going to do? We need to get rid of. We'll just get rid of Mike McCarthy. Everything's going to be fine. It's, it's he... not. It's not. This is the true purgatory. It sucks when you don't have a quarterback, but at least you have it's... hope. You have no hope when you have it's a guy Jack... that you know can't do it. The James Harden of football? No, he's had some. Well, I guess James has some good performances, too. Dak yeah, James has had a lot of good performances. Yeah, well, he's Dak Harden. Dak isn't always terrible. No, they're in Dak purgatory. Well, yes. I mean, what you, you can't get we, were out. In, we were in James Harden purgatory. You can't get out of it. You can't get out you of it. You can't get out of it because they're good, but they, they're not good he enough to get over not, the top. He will not finish his career. No Dallas. championship. He DNA. will not finish his no, career. No, at some point, they're going to move. Yes. They'll re sign him to a deal. And then they'll eventually move him because he can't get them over the top. And then and make no mistake, he played like crap. He was a big part. Look, your defense sucked. Jordan Love was scoring every single time down the field. But Dak wasn't keeping you in the game to give you a fighting chance. Yeah. How about that? He is James Harden. He can't he can't play in the play. He can't play in big games. So if you're a Cowboy fan, you you take you can only take heart in this. Drew Brees didn't win a Super Bowl until he was thirty. And never won another yeah, one. Yeah, so, exactly. Cowboys, listen. So if you want, if you want to feel okay, you go. Hey, yeah. Drew Brees took two. No, you guys have another Drew for sure. And I, so I wouldn't get too down. They don't have Drew Brees. Give him his con. Yes, John. Well, give him his contract, that, and you got a, you got Drew Brees. Like well, Drew Brees is, had to go to another another yeah. team. I mean, you can't win in Dallas. But, but here's his, the thing: is you can't win in Dallas. Maybe it's not you think Dak. it's jinxed, right? Drew Brees had to leave the Chargers. You can't win. A Chargers can't win. They're not winning anything. So maybe it isn't Dak. Maybe he's cursed by the maybe Cowboys. Maybe it's the Cowboys. Maybe it's the You can't win there. Because Dak, I think Dak played well in a game against Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers rolled to his left and threw a dime to a tight end on the sideline. One of the most impossible throws I've ever seen a quarterback make. And it's the only throw he could make in the and the Packers won the game. So that ain't on Dak. That's just Cowboy curse. Yeah. That's Cowboy. Because that throw was one of the all-time great throws. Yeah. All right, uh, we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot of sound to get to. We've got this is so much fun. Uh, Cowboys in all this anguish and and, the, and Texans fans feeling. I mean, this is so awesome. What yeah. a great, great weekend! I don't remember I mean, a much it better be weekend. Better. I don't remember a much better weekend. To have a blowout life. win and a blowout loss. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, you and the score liked- wasn't indicative, indicative either way. No. Should have put I would have liked more. the Rockets to do a little bit Thanks more. CJ, they didn't put up more. 8 o'clock ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Time to talk about HRP. HRP is where you get your payroll on. People, it's the beginning of the year. This is a great time to look at what you did last year. You've got all of your stuff. Let them, and as a matter of fact, they'll check it out. Now, they could, you know what, while they're doing it, while they're customizing a plan for you, they can help you out with your taxes from last year as well. They are the most accommodating. I remember when we first started, uh, when the Affordable Care Act first started, and HRMP said, listen, we're experts in it. Even if you're not a client, if you have any questions about the Affordable Care Act, we'll help you out because they're experts in the Affordable Care Act. And that's that's kind of, that's so cool that they're going to help out other businesses, even if they're not clients of theirs. But here's the deal is, why don't you make them? Why don't, why don't they become, you that you should be their client because, they're so good at what they do. The payroll is excellent. 
the HR, you don't want to do this yourself. You need HR help. You need expertise. And you need expertise in the Affordable Care Act. You need expertise in taxes and everything else. And it's all done for you. We've got one person in our department, and that's Laura. And that's it. <laughs> and, and, and we've got, I don't know how many, 70-some checks that go out every, every uh, two weeks. You're looking for the best way to go about your HR and payroll. HRP.net, 281-880-6525 or HRP.net. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. I'm an idea man, Chuck. What if you mix mayonnaise right in the can with the tuna fish? Hold it. Take live tuna fish and feed them mayonnaise. 